Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there are two types of people in this world. Those who watch things just once and then move on with their lives. And those who watch things over and over and over again. Which one are you? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer will be back tomorrow. Holly and I are here with you. Holly, why are we asking people uh, how much they watch things? We're doing it as a social experiment. Yes. Just a deep thought that I had at one point in the recent past. <laughs> and by deep thought, I mean not deep thought at all. Yeah. It's like, okay, there are two types of people in the world. There are the people who watch a film or a TV show once. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And they move on to something else. Then there are other people who watch the same movie and the same TV show over and over and over again so that they can quote it and it becomes a part of them. Yeah. And they find comfort in the rewatching. You're either one or the other. That's true. And I want to see if that hypothesis is true. I like this. 651-641-1071. Let's go to the phones. Deb's on the line. Hi, Deb. Hi. Hi. Deb, do you watch things just one time or do you watch things over and over and over again? I'm an over and over and over again type of person. Okay, so what's the what like? What do you watch over and over and over again? Movies, TV shows, both. I am really watching. Like I love holiday movies, the Hallmark formula. Even if they're on and I've seen it, I can't help but watch it. I love that. I love that you know this about yourself, and then you have to make the choice to just stay away from Hallmark if you're not going to get sucked in. Correct. Save yourself, Deb. Save yourself. <laughs> and live your truth, Deb. <laughs> yes. Thanks for your call, Thank Deb. You. Have a good day. Um, let's go to Tracy. Tracy's on the line. Hi, Tracy. Hi. Tracy, do you watch things just once or do you watch things over and over and over again? I have to say it's a male-female thing because, I mean, I'll watch like Rudolph and the Grinch every year kind of thing. And there's a couple movies that I can watch but not constantly. But... If my husband is on the TV, if Rudy or the 300 or any of the um, Lord of the Rings comes on, I don't know how many times that he's seen that. And you ask any guy. That's interesting. Rudy about 10 times. That's interesting. Thank you for your call, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. I have to say, I'm going to just go ahead and gently disagree with Tracy. I'm going to say that it is a, uh, it seems to be a trait that is more prevalent among males, but... I'll come out of the closet. 
I am a watch over and over kind of gal. Yeah. Um, there are certain... Now, I, I was going to say sometimes and it depends on the thing, but then I thought, no, that's the truth for everybody, right? If you right. are somebody who watches something over and over and over again, it's not crap that you're watching over and over again. You're watching the things you like over and over and mm-hmm. over again. I can watch the same... I mean, I think I've seen the movie Say Anything probably over a thousand times. Have you watched life. it to the point, Colleen, where you know the way that the dialogue is spoken? Yeah. You know the beats of the movie, and now they have just become a part of you. Back before you could take devices on airplanes and watch movies at your leisure, um, I would I would bring a book, and I would shut the book, and I would put it under the seat, and I would shut my eyes, and I would go through the movie in my brain the movie say anything yes that's how many times i've seen the dumb movie (laughs) dirty dancing i've seen it thousands of times not thousands hundreds of times for sure yeah um there you know yes there are movies that i will watch over and over old school tommy boy Yes. Going to have a nice little Saturday at the Home Depot, yeah. huh? Come on, down. What time? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what about you, Holly? Yeah. I am with you, Colleen, where I watch something. If I love it, I will watch it over and over and over again. And the reason behind it is because you just want that experience to be a part of yourself. Right. And it's and, sort of like a security blanket. Yeah. Like, because you know what's going to happen, you don't have the anxiety of what's going to happen next. And there's right? a, there's a certain comfort into that, but then it's just like you look at a movie or you look at a TV show because they are technically works of art. Yeah, you like the way that a performance you just you absorb it and you just like take it all in uh-huh. like a sponge. And there are weird movies like that. I have weird comfort movies that I'll watch over and over again. Like one of them. Please don't make fun of me. I probably will. Thank you. Wait, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a movie. I'm serious. I'm so serious. But I just think that movie is so well done that the way that the dialogue is delivered, the beats, the music, you know, like the things and the rhythms of the movie just like become a part of your life. Uh And then it's just like you. Right. Right, man. (laughs) Uh, 651-641-1071. Do you watch things just once or over and over again? Jeannie's on the line. Hi, Jeannie. Colleen, this one's for you. Oh, what is it? What is it? My daughter, who's 24, and I'm not exaggerating, has watched 16 times Grey's Anatomy. So what, is there 20 seasons? Oh my gosh, yes. She lives, breathes, sleeps, eats Grey's, and she has watched the whole entire 20 seasons 16 times. She knows every word. It's 24-7 when she's not, when she's sitting around, it's Grey's, Grey's. I And I asked her just a couple days ago. 16 times she has watched the whole entire thing. That's amazing. Yes. She's also my hero, Jeannie. <laughs> uh-huh. Tell her uh-huh. I love her. Thank uh-huh. you. We all because Grace in our family. My husband, even he's included. So when you talk about Grace, we're Grace lovers. Thank now. you. I wish but Bradley were here that. right I'm, now. I'm, I'm replaying this for him. I'm glad you're giving Colleen Thank a self esteem boost today, Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeannie. Have a great day. Oh. That is an interesting one. That like that is unexpected for me, Grace Anatomy. But there are TV shows. You know, for Bradley, I know it's Golden Girls. Yeah. He knows all the episodes. Right. Um, for me, Felicity is one of those TV shows where if I need to feel, you know, how you get that. This is going to sound so dumb, but I'm going to say it. I don't care what I'm 
Try what do I have yeah. to lose? Um, <laughs> it, sometimes you feel homesick for a time in your life. Does yeah. that ever happen to you? Yeah. Um, and one of the things that brings me back to a time, a simpler time in my life is the show Felicity. Yeah. And so I will sometimes when I'm feeling disconnected from, I don't know, maybe part of who I was at that time, I'll go back and watch that show because it calls up certain emotions in me that maybe I haven't accessed. I'm totally getting way too deep on Felicity, but it's true. But it's not deep at all. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about why, because it seems like most of the people that we've heard from are all in the camp of watching things over and over right. again. There is that really deep connection right. that you have with TV shows and with movies mm-hmm. and that there is that comfort level. I mean, for me, it's the Simpsons. I will follow Simpsons Instagram accounts because there are just certain jokes right. that bring delight and comfort, a certain sense of nostalgia, yep. but just appreciating like, damn, that was a really good joke. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> so we're rewatching friends. Well, we're watching friends because my 13 year old um, recently has decided he wants to go through all the seasons of friends and I'm for it and I'm here for it. But what's been interesting is when we're watching it together, I'm not only watching the show and being entertained by the show. I'm also remembering when that original episode was on, oh. what was going on in my life, who I was watching with, what that meant for us at that time. Right. Because you know, friends took place in the nineties and into the two thousands. And there's so many things that are not present in that show that are so present in our life. Now, for example, they don't have cell phones or they don't have smartphones. Certainly when the show starts out, there are no cell phones, no Zach Morris phones, on the no set Zach of Morris <laughs> phones on the set of friends. Um, y- you know, the, I, we talked about this a little bit yesterday off the air. That entire show takes place in a coffee shop. That was during the time, the coffee shop boom. I mean, everybody was going to coffee shops. Now, a show like that might be set in a bar and it would have a whole different feel. Yeah. Um, I just, there's so much about that show that reeks of nostalgia for me about that time in my life. And so it's been fun to go back and watch those over. You also remember how lines were delivered, what characters would say. I anticipate those kinds of things. And I must have stored it somewhere deep in my memory. I can't for the life of me remember what's on my grocery list. But I remember that dumb line that Joey said in 1995. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) Let's uh, let's let Mary have the final word. Hello, Mary. Mary, do you watch things just once or do you watch things over and over again? Some things over and over, and if some things I can only watch it once and just move on. But I have two 20-something daughters who, the second they come home, the office is on. And I know they've seen every episode 100, 200 times. It has to be. Mary, isn't that funny? Because we were, we've talked about this on the air, too, that The Office has had this resurgence. Yes. Like, it's just been gone long enough that people are are getting into it again. They'll leave the TV on and just leave the office playing and just go about their afternoon. That's but so funny. It's like they're in the office. You also hit on something with me, Colleen, when you said you have a little anxiety about something new. You're not sure what's going to happen. Yes. I, I have that issue with going to movies at the movie theater. I had to admit that to myself. I want to know what happens before I go. Right, so sure. No, it's okay. Right? I'm, isn't that interesting? Thank you, Mary, for your Thanks, call. Thanks, Mary. Um, you know, I don't know. That's because I think we we were talking about the fact that we had a conversation with you had a conversation with somebody in the office, our office, not on the show, the office, 
about uh, watching something, and this person said, "Yeah, well, I watch it once, and then I'm done. I don't need to watch it again." Yeah, because the counter argument. You and I were like, "What? <laughs> what?" Because then the counter argument to that would be like, "Well, I want to experience new things, right? And I want to make myself available to all the possibilities yeah. out there. I've done it one and done. Yeah. Whereas we will watch the same thing. I over. like to go back and, and dip over. again." And again, and and again, again. (laughs) when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we touched on it just a little bit yesterday, but we didn't really get to to talk more about this uh, video that Olivia Jade, the daughter of Lori Loughlin and Massimo Giannulli put out on her YouTube channel. We're going to listen to what she had to say. Spoiler alert. It's not much. And we're going to talk about it after this on my talk. One oh seven one. Okay. So very briefly yesterday, and I can't even remember what the context was. Uh, we talked a little bit about Olivia Jade, the daughter of Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, and her YouTube channel. She posted another video, and uh, we were we wanted to talk a little bit about it and try to figure out what was going on. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, not here. Holly Roberts, here. Yeah, present. <laughs> present and accounted for. Well, Colleen, we talked about this video during the Dirt Alert update with Elizabeth Reese yesterday. Okay. And Olivia Jade, the social media influencer daughter of Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, is back yes. after an eight-month hiatus. Yeah, okay, so let's really quick, before we listen to what she had to say on YouTube, kind of lay the groundwork for why we even care that she's a thing. Because of the college admission scandal, because her parents are accused of falsifying documents to get Olivia Jade into the University of Southern California. I mean, they're being charged with some hefty, serious felonies as a result of these bribes to get their daughter into USC without having the actual credentials to get into the school. And while other celebrities and wealthy people who were accused in this scandal pled guilty, they did not. Yeah, Felicity Huffman pled guilty. She's already served her time in jail. She's out on probation doing community service. Bada bing, bada boom, that's done. Yep. However, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli are still in the legal justice system and they are due back in court in january because they just last month pled not guilty to additional charges additional felony charges in this case so olivia jade went bye-bye in the car car for a hot second but then she's back she's back oh gosh okay so that gives us a little hint of what we're about to hear okay so this is olivia jade's first youtube and by the way youtube is partly what made her Put her on the map. Correct. She was kind of a very famous YouTuber. Uh, here's what she says in her first video back. Yesterday, social media star Olivia Jade oh. Giannulli posted her first YouTube video since her parents were arrested. I'm legally not allowed to speak on anything going on right now. In her new video, Olivia Jade says that she stayed away from social media because she is legally prohibited from talking about the scandal and it seemed pointless to appear and ignore it. Her parents, actress Lori Laughlin and fashion designer Massimo Giannulli, are accused of paying $500,000 to help their daughters get into USC. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Olivia Jade went silent on social media after their March arrest and lost multiple advertising deals. Now she's hoping to turn the page. Though I'm terrified to make this video and to come back, I know that I also want to start taking smaller steps in the right direction. Olivia Jade okay. went on yeah. to tell Well, him. there she is. That's all we know. In a video titled, Hi Again, all in lowercase letters. Okay. Well, I think with the video, with that video of Olivia Jade talking, and essentially she's just saying a whole lot of nothing. That she's right. back, that she wants to move on, that she wants to make more YouTube videos, and she thanks her fans for supporting her throughout this ordeal. But she's doing that thing that celebrities like to do. And we talk about it a lot in the context of a publationship. What is a publationship, Colleen? It is a relationship solely for the purposes of publicity. Yes. And uh, publationship participants... I'm looking at Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello, mm-hmm. like to do this thing where they like to talk around what they're actually talking about right. by saying, like, I am talking about this, but I don't like to talk about right. it. But then in saying that I don't like to talk about it, I'm, I'm actually, actually talking, talking about, about it. it, which is what Olivia Jade is doing in this YouTube video. It seems like she's saying, well, like, I can't talk about anything. OK, so then but, why now? What yeah. is the point of and I don't have an answer to this. I'm just musing aloud. Uh-huh. Um, why now? What where does that benefit her? to show up now oh by the way i think we also talked about a blind item about this yesterday too right um because she was deleting all of the unkind comments oh yeah the blind item from yesterday uh goes as following let's see uh Um, well essentially it was that she was deleting the comments negative comments on that youtube post and a lot of people were like oh hey maybe you should be prosecuted too for some of these things maybe the legal system needs to look carefully at your participation in the college admission scandal but she's curating all of this she's putting this video out there olivia jade making it seem like her fans really missed her that she's being supported and all of this but it all kind of goes with the pr narrative that Lori laughlin's team is saying i think there she wants to move on i think that Lori laughlin's team is like ooh, the probability of her serving time for yeah, this is pretty good it's pretty good and, well, and olivia jade's gonna be on her own on the outside trying to figure out yeah how to make a buck uh-huh. all right when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags we're gonna tell you about them after this on my talk 1071. And we have some celebrities behaving badly that we want to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. He'll be back tomorrow. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. And that name, Holly, is Keybag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Ah, uh, yes. What would a weekday be without a D-bag? How who's true your, it is. Who's your D-bag, Colleen? Uh, Jay Leno. 
Um, we totally touched on this earlier in the show. And Why is Jay Leno your D bag? Because okay, he's a really D bag. Sorry, because he's a D bag. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Jay, that was a good. That was, I saw. I saw what you were doing, and oh. it was good. That was Holly's Jay Leno impression. Everybody. <laughs> okay, why is Jay Leno oh. your D bag today? I feel like we touched on this a little mm-hmm. bit during the first but hour. We we're going to pick show. at the scab a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jay Leno uh, spoke out for the first time about. The firing of Gabrielle Union from America's Got Talent. Now, this has been a drama that's been ongoing. We talked about it at the top of the show, kind of getting everybody up to speed. But one of the things that she complained about on the set of America's Got Talent was was a very, I'm going to say, racist joke Mm -hmm. that Jay Leno made during a taping when he was a guest uh, judge that, uh, that did not make it to air. But she ran it up to the higher ups because it was wholly inappropriate. Yeah. Well, TMZ caught up with Jay Leno and kind of asked about his thoughts on what was happening with Gabrielle Union and uh, America's Got Talent. And he said the following. The paparazzo uh, asked him what, what he thought was you know about, about all of it. He said, I love Gabrielle Union. She's a great girl. I really enjoyed working with her. She's really good. She's good. She's a great girl. Mm. And that's why he's my D-bag. Leno. Because you don't, she is what? a 47-year-old grown woman. Yes. You, that is, there is no way to not hear that as demeaning. Yep. Belittling. Yep. She's a 47-year-old professional woman who had a regular gig as a judge on a TV show. And he, Jay Leno, her uh, chronological superior, in the sense that he's older than she is, yes, is calling her a great girl. Yeah. Ugh. Try Gross. this on as an exercise. Mm. Fun. Fun. Let's try it on. All right, let's try it on. Okay. Let's let's try this exercise. Okay, now, am I going to break a sweat? Uh maybe. Okay, we'll see. So, what if Jay Leno had said of a 47-year-old guy, a celebrity who's uh-huh. 47 years old, uh-huh. a male celebrity. I don't know who's 47 years old. Uh-huh. Or something, you know, how about like Hugh Grant? He's yeah. like 50. Okay, okay, cool. Around that same age. Mm-hmm. Would Jay Leno have said Oh, yeah, I like Hugh Grant. He's a really nice boy. Never. Never. 100% never. never. 100% never. He no. would never, ever say that. Unless you think that, you know, we're being too, like, like feminist. Well, <laughs> feminist. I was just going to say nitpicky about this. Language, the language that we use is important. Yeah, it matters. It, it totally matters. And that... In the gender reversal of this phrase, we don't talk about uh, grown men as boys. Now, sometimes I will say that some people do. Right. And it doesn't work. I'm here to tell you Mm -hmm. that in the dismissal of behavior of men. Oh, well, they're just boys. Boys Boys will will be be boys. boys. Doesn't work. Sorry. Doesn't fly. Yeah. Doesn't fly. Yeah. I just it just hit me such. I was so aware of that in in. He goes on to to not talk about the actual controversial remark that he made that resulted in this conversation uh, that Gabrielle Union is having with the higher ups at NBC. But what really just it that that just grated on me. Yeah, the idea of him 
also praising her. Like, sure. She's a good girl. But it's really shallow. It just comes across as really shallow, really patronizing. patronizing. And on one hand, he's out on the street. TMZ is catching up with him for a statement. You know, it would, I guess what the nice thing would have been, hey, that was a bad joke. Right. I'm sorry for telling that bad joke. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And let's move on from that. Yeah. And maybe he could even have said something along the lines of Gabrielle Union was always very kind and professional to me. Yes. I respect her. I respect her. Oh. That would be good, too. Huh? But she's a nice girl. She's nice. She's a nice girl. She's a nice young lady. She's a nice girl. Ugh. Okay, I still got to work on my Jay Leto. I know. It's okay. <laughs> Go home and, ta- and work through that and bring back something stare better. Stare at myself in the mirror for hours and pretend that I'm Jay Leto. Mm-hmm. Hell no. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Who's your D-bag? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm bringing the B-D-E to my D-bag of the day. Big D-bag energy. Yes. To Pete Davidson. Mm. Pete Davidson is my D-bag of the day. Now, this story's been getting traction for the past couple of days, but we're going to circle back to it. I don't know if we talked about this on the Colleen and Bradley show yesterday, but there was a story about comedian Pete Davidson. He's out on the road doing a stand-up, and word has it that he is having all the audience members in his stand-up show sign a non-disclosure agreement. This is so... That shows since at least November 7th. So this is a report saying, so for the past month, Pete Davidson has made all his audience members sign non-disclosure agreements. And the fine for disobeying that non-disclosure agreement is a million dollars. I mean, I don't know law stuff really (laughs) so much. We didn't even watch Law and Order. (laughs) Sorry. But how enforceable is that really? Well... Variety.com did report that the actual enforceability of that non-disclosure agreement is, you know, there's probably some legal problems. And I say that as a non-legal person, Uh not even watching Law & Order. Right. But the fact that he's making his audience members sign a million dollar non-disclosure agreement. And a non-disclosure agreement essentially saying, if you leak any of these jokes, if you talk about this show that I'm putting on for you, Pete Davidson, I'm going to come after you. And the consequences of that are you owe me a million dollars. Okay, so we had a conversation about this when Louis C.K. was doing the same thing when he was trying to make his comeback uh, at first, that he was taking people's phones away. Yeah. But I, I don't recall, did he make them sign a non-disclosure? I can't speak to that. I don't I know. I don't remember either. But but either way, I, I, that feels like a bridge too far. It is one thing entirely to say, I don't want this videoed or or pictured and take away people's devices. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, And it's okay. I mean, it's also okay to say, and don't take these jokes and use them as your own or or sell, you know, or like give the information of what's happening in the show to different publications. I, I get that he's trying to cover his butt, and he probably is talking about people in that ha, that he has been in public relationships with. Yes, and that's part of what he's trying to protect. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, as a comedian, don't you? Isn't that part of how we pass jokes? Jokes along, or yeah. or uh, pass? That's like part of their PR is people talking to other people about the great and funny thing that they saw X, Y, or Z do. I think it's called word of mouth marketing. Yeah, I just don't understand this. It's an old school thing because this 
non-disclosure agreement is really strict. There was somebody who went to a show on November 27th that took a screenshot of this non-disclosure agreement and it said the following. In short, by signing this agreement, you are agreeing not to discuss any detail of the show you are about to watch or your experiences at this event, period. And the NDA stated in bold type that uh, you can't post on social media. Breachers must pay not only the uncool million, but actual out-of-pocket expenses and attorney's fees. Like, that just... This is debaggy to yeah. me for a number of reasons. One, that we have to put legal documents out there to protect these jokes. It's right. like, okay, but like, to your point, Colleen... Comedy spreads through word of mouth. Right. It is something that is enjoyed. There aren't going to be joke thieves out there because I will say that the stand-up comedy community will call out joke thieves. Oh, for sure. And you will be called out as such yeah. and you will suffer the consequences without having to deal with any of this non-disclosure agreement. Right. But it's just, it's stifling for the audience because if you see something that you love... You want to go and tell people well, about and it, it. But here's and here's what I'm wondering. I, I mean, mean, do you maybe think it kind of sucks, and you just don't want people to talk about how or, much it sucks? Or is this a way to get people talking about the fact that he's yeah. doing stand-up comedy again in the first place? Right. Well, yes, right. So, yes, and, and we are yes, falling directly yes, into the yes, trap. Yes, it's so irritating. Though I, uh, I had that thought too, where I was like, okay, the fact that Pete Davidson is having everyone sign these non-disclosure agreements is just as much a publicity stunt. As it is actually protecting his intellectual right. property of being a stand-up. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I'm not here for it, and I I think it's I, frankly I think non-disclosure agreements in general mm-hmm. um, have gotten to be way too overused and used not for the purposes that they were created. Yes, to protect intellectual property, they have been used to silence people. Uh, in in certain ways, and in and this is just another application of the non disclosure agreement that is not, I think, serving its original intent. Right, Pete Davidson, you have big d bag energy, one hundred percent. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I want to introduce. Did you know? You probably didn't know that Kylie Jenner has a fraternal twin. What? I know. Are they hiding up in the attic and then they feed them chum buckets full of fish? Something like this. <laughs> no, this is a weird story that I need your help with. Oh. It seems as though a guy has been calling himself Kylie Jenner's fraternal twin. And now the Kardashians are signing off on it. I want to tell you how they're signing off oh. on it and who this guy is, if I can even figure it out after this on My Talk 1071. Um, I don't have any idea what's going on here. Story uh, of my life. I know, right? Because this came out of left field for me. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Uh, Bradley will be back tomorrow, but Holly and I, Colleen, we're here. Yeah. Uh, and okay, <laughs> this is, I see this headline today, and I'm, what the heck? Kendall Jenner's fraternal twin brother, Kirby Jenner, lands new Quibi show. First of all, I said Kylie Jenner's twin brother in the last segment. It's, it's Kendall Jenner. Also, did you know Kendall Jenner had a twin? No. Well, she doesn't. However, there's this guy by the name of Kirby. Well, or at least he goes by the name Kirby Jenner. Is it like Kirby from Nintendo? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Tell me. Look like at the, him. Like the, like the character from Nintendo. Well, I don't know that I mean, character. look, if Kendall Jenner is going to have a twin, it might as well be a video game no, character. No, it's, he's a real guy. Kirby and I don't know Jenner. if it's his real name, if his real name is Kirby Jenner. But what he does is 
he has made he has photoshopped himself into his entire Instagram is pictures of him photoshopped into pictures of the Kardashian Jenners. He has Colleen. I'm here to tell you. Oh. 1.2 million it's followers. It's absolutely crazy. Okay, so here's what this is what his um title is on Instagram. Kirby Jenner, amateur model, lover of all things, fraternal twin of Kendall Jenner. And he has all those followers. It's a total parody account. It is pictures of well, he does pictures of a lot of different things not just the Kardashians, but a lot of pictures of the Kardashians. And he photoshops himself into the pictures to make it look like he was there with them. It's actually, Colleen, I'm here to say that Kirby Jenner's Instagram account is... is I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Amazing. It's amazing and it it's is. pretty cute. It is amazing. <laughs> but here's what's so interesting about this is the Kardashians apparently are here for it and they have a sense of humor around it. So much so that they will be uh, co-producing this Quibi show. So here's the announcement. This is the long line of the of the new show. It's going to be called, uh, what is it going to be called? Oh, Kirby Jenner. Duh, that's his name. Hmm. Okay, here's, here's, what we, here's what we learned from, from their description. The unsung hero of the Kardashian-Jenner family, Kirby is ready to step in front of the camera for the first time with the full support of his mother, and manager, Chris Jenner. The series, the latest offshoot of E's flagship Keeping Up with the Kardashians, will feature Kirby's interactions with all the members of his blended family, including sisters Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie. Well, you know who this makes me feel sad for? Me? Us? <laughs> the because world? Because we didn't think of it? Or, well, I don't or know. That because it's we're not so doing a bizarre. show okay, with Chris Jenner? Who does this make you really feel sad for? It actually made me really sad for Rob Kardashian. Right? Because, because the real brother can't even be trotted out in public because he's too fat. That is... Oh. That is that is not my storyline. That is Chris Jenner's. Yeah, that comes from Chris Jenner herself. Yes. We're not making that up. So they're like, oh, we can't put Rob out there because, you know, he's too puffy. But let's this Kirby guy, like, he can have a show. Yeah, he has like a, you know, a mustache that he slaps on with scotch tape. Surely we can put him on there. Like, it makes me sad because Kirby Jenner, the fake fraternal right? twin of Kendall Jenner, is being embraced by the actual Kardashian-Jenner family more than their actual brother, Rob, who is out there. And by all means, I feel like Rob Kardashian has had a a rough go of things. Yes. He's he's in a a place. Yes. And we just get Kirby Jenner. Here's what Kendall had to say about this partnership. I'm thrilled that Quibi viewers will get an inside look at the life of my twin brother and he'll finally have the opportunity to shine in this series. What about your real brother? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Why don't you care about Rob? What? What? We need to start some kind of campaign. What about Rob? What about Rob? Oh my gosh. And we can have our own Quibi show. 
Yes, called and what we're about call it, Rob? What about Rob? Now the whole yes. thing, the Quibi. In case you don't know what Quibi is, that's all right because Quibi is not even a thing yet. But not Quibi, yet, but we hear about it all the time. Yeah, so Quibi is a new media platform that was co-founded by Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman, and they're giving us little videos. And thank goodness Kirby Jetter is just going to be like little video, meaning not you know an actual size, right? But in length. Right. So little Quibi. Quibi. Yeah. So everybody's signing on with Quibi because everyone wants to kiss the butt of Jeffrey Katzenberg and blah, blah, well, blah. And I mean, everybody, the- when you say everybody is yeah. signing on for this, the one thing Quibi, ha- Quibi is like the Scientology of streaming platforms because they have the buy-in of a lot of celebrities. Yes. And they're having an opportunity to master their own content in a way that they don't necessarily in the projects that they do outside. Right. Of Quibi. Right. I, I, I'm i going to be interested to see how this thing flies because, first of all, you have to pay for Quibi. Quibi launches on April 6th, and it's going to cost people $5.499 a month, uh, or if you want ad-free, $7.99 a month. So this is to add to your already robust streaming options. My understanding of it, and I could be wrong, this is, uh, I have a faulty brain a lot of the time, but I feel like this was meant to be streamed on your mobile device. Yeah, it is. It is not meant to be streamed on your big television in your rumpus room. This is bite-sized shows for millennials. And I say that, actually, the Los Angeles Times I'm quoting there, that that is the hope of Quibi, is that these are going to be little bite-sized pieces of content because... It's yet to be determined whether or not this is actual entertainment. Right. It's content. I mean, you're actually you're taking it in, whether or not programs like this one, Kirby Jenner, Kirby Jenner, whether or not they're going to be entertaining, is yet to be seen. But it think you know, I it will be fascinating to see whether or not how they play out Kirby Jenner because right now it's a visual joke, it's a visual gag. But if they're making a show that means that somebody's scripting it, somebody's you know, giving the the green light to that, that person probably would be Chris Jenner. We say, yeah, make a show about Rob. Yeah, what about Rob? What about Rob? Uh, other people who've signed on to do Quibi shows, uh, just a couple that I can think of because again, we said like every celebrity is signing up for this. Um, six days ago, Deadline uh, reported that Andy Samberg is going to be doing Biggest Little Cook-Off. Oh, did you hear about this show, no. Colleen? The setup of big, This is the kind of stuff. That, welcome to 2020. Yeah, see, this will tell you. Uh, Andy Samberg is hosting the show. What was the name of it again? Uh, Biggest Little Cook-Off. Biggest Little Cook-Off. This is a cooking competition show where chefs make little dime-sized plates of food. This is the most like, Andy Samberg thing that's ever happened. You're making these little teeny tiny dollhouse size meals and people are competing against each other. I don't Okay, I, this is what Andy Samberg said of this. So this I, again, I I'm like I'm I'm so curious about Quibi mm-hmm. and how these things come alive on this teeny tiny streaming platform. For millennials. This is what uh Andy Samberg said. Anyone who knows me knows I love dinky stuff. What? So when the show about dinky food came my way, I said, I like dinky food. I'm excited to bring my expertise in dinky things to the dinky cooking arena. And I'm also excited to bring a bag lunch because the food is so dinky. I'm for sure going to be hungry after the shows. And this sounds like 
Colleen, we're it's at the end. It's going to shrink our brains. Colleen, we're at the end of a decade. Yeah, this is true. A lot of, of weird stuff we're, is happening. We're, at, we're 2019. We're, we're shutting the door on the 2010s. And we are going into a brave new world where dinky food and Kirby <laughs> Jenners yes. are going to be across the land. And this is the way that we are going to be entertaining ourselves. Oh, another Quibi show uh, that is in development is uh, stars Jennifer Lopez. She's producing a show called Thanks a Million. And this will be a show, a tiny show for a tiny streaming platform uh, that will see celebrities kickstart a donation chain by gifting $100,000 to unsuspecting individuals uh, with a pos- who have had a positive impact on their life. So Jennifer Lopez, Kristen Bell will be a part of this. Carly Kloss, Tracy Morgan, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Alex Rodriguez. What? How did Jennifer... Lopez get Alex Rodriguez. That's Wait, a big name. What? That's a big get. <laughs> Pretty I, sure she's sleeping with him. Uh, what? What? I know. Anyway, <laughs> I just, this is really, I will be curious to see what becomes of Quibi. And what becomes of Kirby Jenner. And what becomes of Kirby Jenner. And Dinky Food. This could either be the greatest thing that's ever happened to Kirby Jenner or it could destroy Kirby Jenner. Two options. That's it. Nothing in between. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, man. Have you seen that Peloton ad? We're going to talk about it. But here's our question for you. You didn't ask for a piece of workout equipment for Christmas, but somebody gives it to you. How do you feel? 651-6411. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.